All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We roll through Positive Friday on Edmonton Sports Leader TSN 1260. It is the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where all the proceeds and revenue stays right here in the lovely province of Alberta. Which means if you lose, you might actually be helping the hen day be uh, construction free one day. When I can't guarantee it, I have no idea. Like I, I'd like to know, like if we could put a counter, like how many days could the hen day go without construction? It's amazing to think it's not even that old of a roadway, and it just seems like it's never ending. Never. If we'd stop crashing into overpasses and stuff, it would probably shorten the construction. Oh, or may- maybe. Crash more. I, I know now this one's crazy. This is a really crazy thought. Yeah. But when you're building it, think, hmm, we probably should make it a three-lane right away. A little bit more cost now, but it will save money in the long run and save hassle, and we'll just open it up four months later. I know that's crazy. Because they prefer to have the ongoing construction. So, yeah. For all those right now on the hen day, serenity now, because I know somewhere, somewhere, somebody's on the hen day in a traffic jam. It's down to one lane. It's going slow. Somebody's not understanding the zipper merge. You're getting frustrated. Serenity now. We appreciate you. Serenity now. Yeah, we're thinking about you. Mm -hmm. We're there in spirit with you. Sports 1440. Just think about, hey, how more upset you'd be if you couldn't listen to Sports Talk Radio right now. Just think about that. That would be nice. Now, let's get to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Now, they are always looking for good people, and it is busy time for them. So if you're looking for a great company, great benefits, and a great culture, 
Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. Mark Spector joins us. Uh, he's trying to construct an article some days. Uh, and hey, like construction spec, as you know, some days it's uh, easier than others to construct an article as we uh, sit here now uh, five days away from uh, main camp beginning. But uh, the story that won't go away in the NHL, the investigation is ongoing on Mike Babcock and, uh, you know, draggers say, hey, this, you know, who knows what they uncover, but they've talked to the young players, which is what I what we said three days ago. It's like, yeah, Boone Jenner could be telling the truth 100% about his interaction, but that wasn't reflective of some of the young guys who don't have kids. And, you know, what kind of, we even asked, like, what do you ask a 20-year-old, hey, what's on your phone? Like, I don't know. First of all, is it really, is it, is it really any of the coach's business? No. Right. No, that's the that's, the. you know, there's a few things to chew on here. This isn't something the NHL has dealt with throughout its history. Uh, The NHL moves along like an old government. They they set their rules in the 40s, 50s and 60s and they they work off of those rules. Well, we didn't have cell phones until whenever we had them. When we have cell phones, Jay, 1995 or something. Oh, not me. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have selfies till 2000 and all those things. This is new. These young players, uh, you know, there's a million sides to this. Boone Jenner has been around. He's a captain of Columbus. He can see what's going on here. This could derail their season. Oh, right? gosh, yes. If if this thing gets out of control and it becomes the story and Babcock gets fired or something, Boone Jenner is looking at a year, another lost year in Columbus. How many of those have we stacked up, Jay? Oh, <laughs> about 20. So this guy's looking at it going, let's, I want this storm cloud to pass. So uh, as much as I, I don't know Boone as a person, as much as he seems like a stand up guy and he's a hell of a player, play for my team every day. I don't necessarily just trust his word on this. I do want to talk to the young guys. I do want to talk to other people. And that's what the PA in the league's doing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think they've got to come to a resolution quickly. Either way, it's like, okay, you know what? We did our investigation. We realized that, you know what? Everything's fine. We move on. Or we realize, guess what? This is unacceptable. It can't happen. You're out. Because they're going to have to find a new head coach in a span of like 72 hours. Oh, my goodness. Right. (laughs) And, you know, this is – you can't do it this way and and think – this isn't a good team to start with. This is a team that's trying to to become a good team – so when you throw this kind of distractions and let's let's I mean, God forbid, for their sake, if they have to replace a coach and thereby a coaching staff at this late point, uh, like I say, it's another season down the tubes. And, and Columbus, you know, they had a lot of seasons go down the tubes, pal. Uh, in case you haven't noticed that Blue Jackets uh, franchise has not been a lesson in success uh, they they nobody needs this type of thing to happen to them. The blue the Blue Jackets need it less than anybody. Wow, and you know, and then you look at, at like who are some available options. We had Bruce Boudreau, on, and he even said, you know, like he's a senior advisor for the uh, Niagara Ice Dogs. Uh, but he did say that the door is open. So you know, there's a guy who has at least a lot of experience. He has a reputation of being a, a good communicator and a good player's coach. So I guess that'd be an option. But I don't care who you are. Usually, the head coach spends months kind of planning and strategizing what they're going to do. Now, maybe some would say, "Well, you don't need that long." But yeah, either way, this is this is like the worst case scenario of what could have happened for the Columbus Blue Jackets coming off of last season, all the injuries, everything else, new coach, and now you've got this massive cloud hanging over them. And, and it's been here now for, what, three days? Like, at some point, you got to 
they got to have a resolution. Well, you do. And, and you know what? Mike Babcock has got to, like, give his head a shake here. Yeah. You know, he left Toronto under a huge cloud of improper uh, interaction with players, right? Improperly, um, you know, I don't know. I don't have the word for it. He, he's, he didn't leave Toronto – uh, because they said, oh, you're just a lousy coach. Everyone knows he can coach. There was always these stories about this guy and the things he did and the way he handled players. And, you know, his, this is the guy that sat Mike Medano in his 1500th game in Minnesota. And, like, there's so much drama around Mike Babcock. Is he a good coach? Of course he's a good coach, for Pete's sakes. He's one of the better coaches, probably. Way too much drama around this guy. You'd think he'd grow up and figure it out, is what I'm trying to say to you, Jay. He's a pro. He's a veteran. He's been around. Figure out the drama, pal, and get rid of it and just be the good coach that you are. And don't bring all this other stuff to the table every year. Well, I'll, I'll say this about Babcock. Like, I know that not every player is going to like every coach they have at certain times. Fine. But but That's you fine. but you think about I know like people like oh Mike Commodore well Mike Commodore has been pretty steadfast his opinions never changed on it and there's lots of other stories about him and you see um, you know Jay Rosa was doing an interview today and he's talking about how he spoke to someone who was in you know even in Saskatoon and they just said this guy is a class A prick and it's from lots of people like it's rare spec yeah. for that many people to go public with that much disdain for one human being. I think it is. And, and you know what? It's the old where there's smoke, there's fire. I, as a journalist, I don't love all this, um, unattributed opinion, you know, and I will say about Commodore on one hand, I give him credit. He puts his name on everything he says. On the other hand, I don't think that, I mean, he was carving Babcock for the last three years, you know, vociferously every chance he gets. So I'm not sure that, that his opinion is not what I would consider a, you know, a hostile witness or whatever you yeah, want to call well, it. But, but it might be truth hurts. Might just be truth hurts. Right? Yeah. Might just be truth hurts. Now, um, the Elks are in Saskatchewan tonight to take on the Rough Riders. Uh, they've had two close games. Uh, Elks lost both. I was obviously uh, with Cornelius and McAdoo as the quarterback in OC. And I got Jarius Jackson and, and Trey Ford. And the Elks have been infinitely more exciting. Now, not perfect. Obviously, we talked about the 21 passing yards through three quarters last week. And we had Jarius Jackson on the show on Monday. And he said, hey, that was a lot of play calling. So that's on me. So, you know, maybe we'll look for a little bit more passing. Because actually, Trey Ford in five starts spec has completed 70% of his passes. He hasn't passed a lot, but he's completed the ones he passes. And so, you know what? Maybe they, maybe we see a little bit opening of the playbook tonight. A little bit. Now, the run games work really well, so I get why they use it lately. But I, I think you, you do want to pass a little bit more. I think you do. And, you, you okay, hold on. Stop here. Is Wanye Gretz in this conversation? You're darn right. I just haven't had anything to say because I don't know anything, sir. Come on, man. Pitch in, pal. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't fire me. I'm a volunteer. <laughs> anyway, so let's look at it this way, Jade, another way. When you take on a quarterback like Trey Ford, what do you do as a defense? It, the time honored, they did it with Tracy Ham. They did it with Damon Allen. They did it with, with every running quarterback. You say, I'm going to keep this guy in the pocket and make him beat me with his arm. That's what the riders are talking about tonight. They, he'll beat you with your, his feet. Everybody knows that. But I, if I'm Saskatchewan, I want to say, beat me with your arm. Stay, we're going to keep you in the pocket. So my point would be, Jarius Jackson knows this too. If I know it, he knows it. Believe me. So the game plan has to be, 
that, you know what, if, let, let's, I mean, either you can try to fight it and roll this guy out and try to run, and everyone knows he wants to run, or you can devise a game plan where he's, he's maybe throwing some quick hitters, maybe he's throwing some slants. Uh, they're not going to let him roll out because that's how he kills you. So maybe you got to figure out a pocket game for this kid and let's find out if he can handle throwing from the pocket. I think he can. Why can't he? But I want to see it. Well, there has been a slow progression. His first game, he had 16 attempts. He completed 12. His next game, he had 18 and completed 13. Then the next game, he had 18 and completed 14 or 15. Uh, then it went to 23 and then to 22. So there has been a slow progression in, in the amount of attempts and his completion percentage has stayed fairly consistent. Right. Um, you know, uh, 15 of 18 was obviously his best one. And, and I think his worst was 14 of 22, which which isn't terrible at all either. So I, I think it's there to, to throw it. Um, obviously, Dunbar Jr. is on the six game injured list. So that takes away one of his uh, his weapons. Yeah. But you still got one of the best receivers in the league and Geno Lewis. And you could get Mitchell involved a little bit more. So like this is a winnable game. This is a winnable game. The Saskatchewan's on their third quarterback. Right. Like they're on their third stringer right now. He's, you know, they're both young guys with not a lot of starts. So it's, it's not like there'll be an experience factor in favor of Saskatchewan. And, you know, you win tonight. You're still a ways out, but at least you're still giving yourself a chance in the conversation. I think that's pretty important for a young team. Yeah, I think so too. The one thing I'd add to your game plan is if, you know, listen, and th- this isn't me second guessing Jarius Jackson because he's done a hell of a job since he took over. It's, it's literally, you know, black and white from what that offense was doing with McAdoo. Now Jarius Jackson has it going. I would say to you that Kevin Brown has been so good with the ball off the run. I'd like to see him get him, get him the ball in the flat. I'd like to see him some, you know, some screen passes, some safety valve passes. Uh, I love to see this guy with as much open field as possible because, you know, for a, it's been a long time since the Elks have had a back like this. Uh, he's special, man. Kevin Brown, he gets in the open field and they have a hard time pulling him down. So, uh, you know, let's, let's see. I'm not worried about playoffs, Jay. I said yeah. on Kevin's show this morning, when you go 0-9, yeah, yeah. if you make the playoffs, it probably speaks to the league being kind of, mm, you know, I don't care about the playoffs. I just like to see the fact that they're a competitive team. They've got some elements to their team that are really growing here. They've got a guy in Trey Ford that makes me want to come to the ballpark and buy a ticket. I'm going to watch that game at 730 because this guy's fabulously exciting. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. They make the playoffs. I'll watch. I won't expect much. How about that? No, I don't even think they'll make the playoffs. I'm just saying it is a benefit to <laughs> still think you're in the playoff sure. hunt, right? It just it's it's that carrot well, that keeps you chasing it. So, Speck, uh, have a good time at the uh, at the lake. Uh, enjoying the Elks game tonight. We'll talk to you Monday. All right, thanks, Jay. It's uh, Mark Specter in the uh, Speck Report, brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, we'll get to the oil report next. A little preview tonight: the Young Guns, Borgo, Wainer, and a few more. Uh, anybody else you should be looking at? Tulio Savoy? We'll talk about it with LT on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. We continue on a busy, positive Friday. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Hope you got big plans for the weekend. It's Pizza Friday at the Greger residence. Oh, I love it. A little uh, homemade za, which is uh, fantastic. It's very good. The shrimp. Shrimp has become uh, a go-to. Uh, topping for us sun-dried tomatoes a little pesto it's a good mix it's a real good mix so i recommend you uh try it out you won't regret it well maybe you will if you don't if you have no taste buds well the only way you'll regret that i'll tell you right now 
Now, let's get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. You will never regret taking a tour of the uh, Volvo of Edmonton showroom. Great vehicles. They have the new fully electric XC90 right now for you to uh, try out. Or, sorry, EX90. And right now you can get 1.49% of financing on a certified uh, pre-owned Volvo or a new demo, VolvoEdmonton.com. As we welcome in gentleman who is uh, probably getting set. He's already watching on his computer the uh, Young Guns game tonight. And uh, Al, you know, it's very different than past years where the Oilers would have, you know, four or five rookies in the lineup to start the season. Uh, there might be one this year in uh, Raphael Lavoie, maybe because Dylan Holloway doesn't is not considered a rookie uh, anymore. You know, he'd be another young guy in the lineup, but maybe Broberg. But you know what? What's your expectations of of a guy like um, of uh, Maximus uh, Warner uh, or Wainer, Excuse me, the defenseman out of Moose Jaw. He's twenty years of age. Uh, who I, I expect he's going to uh, turn pro this season. And you know we've seen some some pretty good growth in his game the last few years. Yeah, he's a player who he has a little bit of an edge to him. I talked to a, a WHL scout, and I, I like I asked originally about because he he'd scored pretty well. I said, you know, w- w- what do you think of his offensive game? And he goes, well, you're 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 burying the lead. He's a guy who has some bite to him, and and uh, uh, teams don't like playing against him because he he can play a physical game, and he's he's fast enough. He can move the puck okay, and and that's a good part of his game. But I think he'll be a, a two way type and the type of. Play- that, that you know, Edmonton Oilers fans like a lot. Warner has some some uh, range to his game. He's going to be more than just a, a guy back there who who you don't notice. I think he's got it. I think he'll play third pair if he goes to the AHL, probably with a veteran guy. Ideally, you know, somebody with with uh, plenty of, of pro experience. But I think he'll play in the AHL, and it's hard for a defenseman to, to step right into the AHL because it's a very good league. But they, they're clearly high on him. And they have been for a couple of years and on the ice he's played very well for them Borgo Al I know you watched a, a little bit of him last season you know 13 goals first year in the AHL not great not terrible though considering it's a really tough league and and the, it wasn't like Bakersfield was blessed with a ton of high offensive players I think they were 24th in goals uh, in the league last year um, you know, Borgo, I expect him to be, you know, pretty much a full-time guy in the American League this year, which is fine. It's only his second uh, year of pro hockey. But what do you think is the biggest area he needs to improve on? Well, I, I think, you know, his two-way game is, is very good. His penalty killing is exceptional. He's very good at, at intercepting passes and forcing bad passes from from uh, the defenseman on the forecheck. And and he's good at puck handling. He, he puck handles in close to his skates. He's kind of a, a, a you know, stick handling in a, in, a, in a phone booth kind of a guy. So he's elusive in a lot of different ways. He has to cash more. I think that, that uh, you know, part of it is a guy like Holloway, touch the puck whatever he wanted to in the AHL, but doesn't necessarily have the finishing skills. Borgoa, he might have better finishing skills, but he doesn't, he didn't touch the puck as much, and I think for him it was a matter of, of maturity and strength, maybe a little bit foot speed, but Borgoa's speed isn't bad. He just wasn't as big or as dynamic as a guy like Holloway, and, and word we're hearing is that he's a little little stronger this year. That'll go a long way. I expect he'll have a spike in points this year.
I'm looking at the lineup for the Young Guns game here, LT, and the goalies are listed as Nathan Day and Zachary Bowen. My first thought is, who? And my second thought is, who? And then my third thought is, oh, low title, get to it. He'll break it down for us. <laughs> who are we looking at here? Well, who are these guys? Well, the, the starter tonight is was drafted by the Oilers, and he's a he's a bigger player, uh, like a big goaltender, and and he's got great. The word is he's got great reflexes, and and a good glove. But he, you know, rebound control is his issue, and that's something he'll have to work on. But the the mechanics are there, and the size are there, and that's why he got drafted. Uh, the 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 Oilers, Fort Wayne Comets, their ECHL affiliate, they actually signed uh, uh, from the London Knights brochure, who's a pretty good goaltender, but he doesn't have size. But he had he played uh, the canceled World Juniors, and he played well for the London Knights. If you're looking at math, at numbers, Brochu's the better goaltender. But, but NHL teams like size. Uh, Nathan or Nathaniel Day is a guy with size, and he'll He'll let out right rebounds tonight, but they like him as a as a prospect. Uh, probably full, two full years in junior after this uh, camp, and then turning pro. But you know, goaltenders are tough because they, you know, they can look lost, and then all of a sudden look like they're they're going to be Stuart Skinner, like happened with Stuart Skinner. So uh, I would say the long game of a guy like Nathan Day, uh, enjoy him, but understand it's going to be possibly years before you see him in the, in Edmonton. What's your expectations for Stu Skinner this year? Like, I, I think he's going to play well. I know a lot of people, are they, they talk about, you know, he's going to have a, a, a sophomore slump or whatever, and I do think Jack Campbell has to take more of the load on. But when Skinner was playing well, he had calm feet in the net. He, there, there weren't a lot of holes, and he seemed to be uh, able to handle the pressure. Now, in the playoffs, it was different. And, Jason, you've mentioned this a few times, and you're so right. Two periods let them down. Games five and six, second periods let the orders down. And Skinner was part of that. Don't get me wrong, but I think it was a team loss, and I like Skinner's upside, and I like his future. Uh, I didn't like the draft pick at the time because they had to trade two picks to trade up, but that's one that's worked out. I think Skinner's going to play maybe 45 to 50 games this year, and I think he'll 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 move forward. He'll make some incremental progress over what was a pretty solid rookie year. He was nominated for a Calder Trophy, so that's pretty good. Al Mitchell, a.k.a. Lotai, joins us, a host here on Sports 1440, noon until 2 every weekday. Al, uh, Jack Campbell uh, obviously didn't have a great season last year. Of the 40 goalies who who played at least 30 games, he was 37th in save percentage. It was not great. But I looked at it, in 15 of his 34 starts, he allowed 68 goals. Right, like he had a 4.58 goals against. Like when he was bad, he was really bad, and he, he had a 10 game stretch where he was actually pretty good. Uh, I don't expect Campbell. I just think it's too hard to be that bad again. I like. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but but I think if Jack Campbell can be a 902, 903 goalie in, in today's NHL, you'll actually be pretty happy with that. Yeah, and I think I think that. I think several things are going to happen. The, the owners, Campbell had. First of all, he was changing equipment. That's never a good thing for a goaltender because it just isn't. You've got all kinds of elements at work, and, and now you're you're changing a big part of, of how you present yourself in the game, and that can take a while. Then they they he played a lot early and was not good, and he got a you know he confidence shattered a little bit, and they were the the, the suppression of shots after the arri- arrival of Ekholm was pretty high, and. 
I think the Oilers will be a better defensive team. I think in order for Campbell to have a great year, the Oilers will have to give up fewer shots, uh, and, and they, they were pretty good at not giving up a high amount of dangerous shots, but there were a few shots that were not high danger that Campbell let in. And I think the the increased workload was, was something that he maybe wasn't prepared for. I think he'll be better prepared. I'm not saying he's going to be a 920 goaltender, but as you said, if he can improve even a little bit, then this team will be able to count on him. And I, I, I think that if he gets a little bit of confidence, he could surprise. I'm not saying 920, but I think he could be in the range of where Skinner is in terms of save percentage this year. And I do, as you say, expect a recovery. Al, have yourself a good weekend. What do you think about the green and gold tonight? Well, I think they're going to win. All right. Simple and easy. I probably I have Did a tend- I shock you? No, not at all. I actually <laughs> tendency to agree with you. Uh, you know, the, uh, yeah. Saskatchewan isn't a juggernaut offensively. The two wins they had over Edmonton were both close uh, when the Elks had a bad OC and an average quarterback. I think they're improved in both positions and they're coming in with a lot of confidence. The wins in three of their last four. I actually do think they get a win tonight. Beautiful. Look at us. We're in agreement. All right. That's one. <laughs> That's one, Al. Don't make it a habit, okay? No, I won't. I All promise. Right. <laughs> okay, have a good weekend. All right, you too, guys. That's uh, Al Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, the old report, brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Uh, we will come back, wrap this up. we got a lot of text, man. Brett the Hitman Hart was very popular amongst our texters, no surprise. Uh, we really enjoyed that interview. If you missed it, I highly, highly recommend uh, checking out the uh, the podcast later on. I think it'll be up uh, right away. Also, the interview will be up at jasongregor.com if you missed it. Uh, it's, it was a really, really good listen. Uh, Bret Hart uh, opened up about a lot of cool things, favorite matches, lots of different stuff. Talking really technically about wrestling. I thought it was great. It is the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are live in the Ewell studio, E-W-E-L.ca, your one-stop shop for all things electrical. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that to wrap up a busy Friday edition of the Jason Greger Show. Welcome back. Jason Greger, Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley with you. 
busy weekend. Uh, NFL, CFL, U Sports football, high school football, junior football. Man, it's all going on. It's great. Uh, the Jays, whew, can they pull themselves off the mat, man? They just took an ass kicking the last four days. First time in franchise history. They lost all four games at home in one homestand. Unbelievable. That's never happened. That's... There's certain records you want, and then there's certain uh, records you don't. Now, we got a lot of texts coming in. Uh, hey, Wanye, just like to know if this comes from Spaghetti. Uh, Drake is a singer, not a rapper. Good heavens. We can fight in the alley. Oh. It's interesting. I, uh, yeah, like, he's a rapper. I do believe he's a rapper. I just think it's a different, like, rap's evolved a little bit from... Um, it it uh, almost has a little bit R&B to his rap. Is that fair? Drake's dad told him you can't sing and rap. And you know what? He didn't listen to his dad, and he has more number one hits than the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, huh. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with him saying he's bad. I'm just, uh, does he really have more number yeah. one hits than the Beatles? And he rapped about it in the song. Rapped, not sang. <laughs> hey, Greg says, a lifelong wrestling fan. I love the fact you bring up wrestling every now and then, dating back to the uh, uh, all your time on air. Love the interview with the hitman. Jealous. That one comes from Quentin. Well, Quentin, thanks, man. No, that was... Honestly, there's certain guests I've had over the years. That will rank up now as, I think, my top five favorite interviews I've had. I could not believe it when you texted me today. Get ready. We're talking to the hitman. I was like, what? Hitman? How can I go to the top of the ladder this quickly, Gregor? Where's there to go after this? Yeah, well, hey, you know what? There's always room to improve. There's always room to improve. UN Secretary General Kofi Annan? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Hey, Gregs, it was the Million Dollar Dream by Ted DiBiase. Yes, I got a lot of texts. You guys were all right. I knew the move. I just couldn't remember the name, so thank you. Yes. Uh, oh, Was Virgil his his guy? For a while, then he became his own. Then he became his own guy. But uh, wasn't like Virgil kind of his... Um, um, his manager for a bit. Am I am I dreaming this up wrong? Declan, let me know. I, th- I thought he was. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Is he shaking his head? Is he calling me an idiot? No, I don't see any idiot being oh, mentioned. Okay, Cons, was it? Like, wasn't Virgil with Ted? Wasn't with Ted DiBiase for a while? I mean, the, Ted DiBiase was a little bit before my time, but looking it up, he was his bodyguard. Yeah, thank ah, you. Okay, yeah. there you go. What kind of wrestler needs a bodyguard? Ted DiBiase, huh? because he carried around a million dollars. He has a briefcase full a of briefcase money. Briefcase full of money. People are going to rob you. Safety first. That's right. Safety first. We did get a lot of votes for the camel clutch as one of the uh, the best finishing moves. Also, uh, Mr. Socko. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? The great part about it is the... Uh, uh, the wrestling fans, as I've always said, I'm never one that was embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. And even, hey, when the greatest, the best there ever is, the best there ever was, the best there ever will be, doesn't watch it with the same vigor now, I don't feel bad. So I still appreciate it. I think uh, I think there's a lot of skill that goes involved in it. Um, because it it's multi-skill in the fact that lots of athletes just have to worry about their performance physically. Wrestlers, part of the performance is really being good on the mic and that personality and persona. And that can be the difference if you ever want to be a world champ. Like there's very few. Now, maybe I know Declan's a huge wrestling guy, Connor, but I'm trying to think of anybody that was like a longtime champ who was just a schmuck on the mic. Trying to think. Right? Like it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Now, you don't have to be The Rock or Steve Austin. But you can't just be an absolute dud and then be the champ for an extended period of time. 
Remember The Rock would get in the ring with like a guitar and sing a whole song and then beat the heck out of somebody? Oh. What a skill set. Oh, man. Uh, well, that reminds me of, um, oh, God, what was his name? Honky Tonk Man? Yes, a Honky Tonk Man. I can't man. believe I knew something. <laughs> yes, this honky, is unbelievable. Honky, and he'd break the guitar over guys' yeah. heads. Oh, that was classic, man. Jeff Thought, Jarrett did that too for a bit. Yeah. That was kind of his shtick. Hey, guys, Goldberg was awful on the mic from Delta Valley Jeff. Yeah, hey, the streak, though. You know what? The Delta? Undertaker was terrible on the mic. Didn't say a word. That, he didn't have to, though, his persona. But he, he was, was a champ-ish, yeah. really? Oh, he was, oh, God, he was champ all the time. But he never got on the mic? I did a little bit. Kane never was on the mic. Oh, Kane. Yeah, of Kane course, was that's on what the mic. Thinking. But uh, Goldberg spoke a bit. But you're right. He wasn't great. But the thing about, like, Goldberg just had a few, like, how he looked Right, like, remember his his traps were like bigger than most people's biceps. Like, God, that guy was huge. So one of the best entrances when he'd get walked out by oh. like the arena security. Yes, <laughs> yes, unbelievable hype. Hey guys, Honky Tonk is actually my wife's uncle. Wayne is his real name. Norman a combine. What? <laughs> you know what? We had somebody earlier who said their their wife's cousin was. Uh, or is, I should say, the Cuban assassin. Can this be true? Well, when, hey, Norman at Combine's a long-time listener. Farmers don't lie. Let me just say that right now. Um, but uh, we might have to reach out to Norm. <laughs> get the honky-tonk man and play something. That'd be unbelievable. Get him, get him on here. Why not? Oh, wait, now is honky-tonk still around? Yeah. Oh, yeah 70 perfect. years old. 70 now. And boy. Oh, boy. Hey, Greg, I like the interview with Vanstone earlier on. I'm curious about the Elks. Realistically, what has to happen for them to make the playoffs? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. If you look at it, to catch Saskatchewan, they're three wins behind. So even if they win tonight, now they're two wins back and they have four games left and Saskatchewan has a game in hand. So Edmonton, realistically, Edmonton would probably have to go four and one in their final five games which would give them then seven wins. And that means Saskatchewan has to lose all theirs because Saskatchewan has a tiebreaker. So pretty unlikely they catch Saskatchewan. So now you go to Hamilton, who if you want to do the crossover and they're in third place, then you have to finish with more points than Hamilton. So unless you think there's going to be some magical tie, which happens, but very, very rare. So Hamilton has five wins. Edmonton needs six. So that means they got to win at least three, and then Hamilton would have to go 0-5. So if Hamilton wins one game, then Edmonton has to go 4-1. and to beat Hamilton. I, like I said earlier, I, I, I play. it's just being in the mix is nice, so mathematically they're not eliminated till later on, but realistically, I don't think they are um, They're going to get in. Hey, boys, remember the Brooklyn Brawler? Oh, yeah, the Brooklyn Brawler was the guy who was, he was always getting, and you knew he was losing, right? I can't remember what they called those guys, but there was a term for them. The guys you knew were basically, they were going to lose. Like the, and the odd time if you lost to the Brooklyn Brawler, whew, that was a tough one. But, yeah, I remember the Brooklyn Brawler, but he was never uh, that good. Hey, guys, Bob Backlund was terrible on the mic from Shaunzi. All right. Now, now, that's a little bit while back, right? So, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Jobbers, that's what they're called. Ramon, thank you, Ramon. That's right. Or Ramorn, sorry. Ramorn, not Ramon. Ramorn. That RN, man, it looks like an M if I read it quickly. It's late in the, late in the day. Mm-hmm. So... I like it. Hey, Ramorne's a huge wrestling fan, man. He's texting all the time. I love it. Hey, Greg's, what about your favorite, the Ultimate Warrior? Hey, wait a sec. Delta Valley Jeff?
Do you need to wash your mouth out with soap? Because you might have to. Never, ever say anything negative about the Ultimate Warrior. The most entertaining wrestler of all time. At least when it came to entrances and running on the outside of the ring. But you're right. It is fair. He was not. Uh, and, and thankfully for the Ultimate Warrior, when he was there, the mic wasn't. It was st- It was kind of coming in, but it wasn't as big of a part of it is now. Because you're right. He never would have been. Like, like, he couldn't be Stone Cold. He couldn't be The Rock. Like, you know, heck, he couldn't be. You know, Ravishing Rick Rude didn't say much, but he was he was just so dirty. It was hilarious. Like, you, you remember his pants that he had? Oh, God, they were great. How have you not mentioned Hulk Hogan throughout this entire day? Well, Hulk was pretty good, though, on the mic. Well, he was like, great on the mic. Are you kidding me? He was like, the transcendent yeah. one of them. Well, it's mic. interesting, though. You talk to wrestling aficionados. They, they thought that technically he was never that great, right? But he was such a good personality. And I, I think one of the best things he ever did was when he went and became a heel for a while, right? With NWO, a New World Order. That was that was amazing, right? Like, he's... He, you know, he's dying in his beard a little bit. And, uh, you know, him, oh, they had some, like Kevin Nash. They had some beauties in there, man. Like NW, NWO was fantastic. Like for a long time, they were really, really good. And it helped that you have like one of the greatest stars ever, Hulk Hogan, right? Like you consider him like, yeah, he was, but he was good on the mic. And he was just such a personality. Like how he could get the crowd, but just by putting his hand to his ear, like such a simple thing, but absolute genius right then of course who can't forget woo rick flair right like oh god the ageless wonder he's still going hard oh god like not maybe not as hard as he used to go but he's still relatively speaking going hard yeah so yeah lots of you know the jobbers right Guys, wrestlers could get away with good not being in the mic in the 80s because Mean Gene was so good at carrying an interview. It's true. It's true. Now, another guy who was great on the mic, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, he was a beauty. I was reading on Wikipedia that he once claimed he was Hitman's cousin, but it wasn't cited on Wikipedia. So if you think I'm going to bring that up, you are incorrect. Uncited Wikipedia? No, no, no. Which kind of cousin? Like... First, third, third cousin, fourth time removed. Piper claimed to be his cousin once in an interview. It wasn't yeah. reciprocated. No, no. Well, it's probably just because, hey, that's a great part about it. When you're the heel, you claim anything, right? Like, it's genius. Some days you got to be the heel on the show. I like it. Well, it'll happen as the season gets along. I'll probably end up looking like the heel because old fanboy over here. So that'll be, uh, <laughs> that'll be uh, quite interesting. So uh, coming up this weekend, Connor, you got one game not involving the Chargers that you can watch on Sunday. Who are you watching? Well, I mean, Chargers would be the one that would come to mind yeah, immediately. Yeah, but I just said you can't watch them. Um, and, like, why do you want to watch another loss? Because they could win. Well, they could, yeah. and my hair could grow back. I want to have Wanye's optimism towards the Oilers, and I want to put that towards my Chargers. Uh, but a game that I think is actually going to be interesting, man, if Aaron Rodgers would have just stayed healthy, then Jets-Cowboys would have been a lot of fun to watch. But I'll say this one, Chiefs-Jags. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are an offense that are uh, – on the rise, and they're at home. Kansas City will see how healthy Travis Kelsey is. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think that will be a, a very entertaining game this weekend. Is New England going to get blown out by Miami? I thought they'd get blown out by Philly. They kept it close. They kept it competitive. Yeah. Some fans might say they should have won. So 
Yeah, Philly also, wasn't sharp, though, in that game. Miami looked really sharp in week one. If anyone can slow down Tyreek Hill, it's Bill Belichick. Well, we'll see if he does, buddy. And the Jays, are they going to win a game tonight? No. Oof. There you go, con man. Prove me wrong, Jays. Not being positive. (laughs) Wanye, have a good weekend. You too, buddy. We'll see you next week. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to it, to all the positive comments. Tell someone about the show. Of course, mention Breath to Hitman Heart. If you missed the interview, go to jasongregor.com, and it'll be up where all you have your podcasts. Or guess what? You can just rewatch the show on YouTube, Orders Nation YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, okay? Want to keep growing our subscribers. And remember, starting in October, if you're a subscriber, you could be winning some tickets to a game. Awesome. Now, let's get to the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home to no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit. Stay cool all summer and winter at LegacyHeating.com. Good night. Stay safe. Please don't drink or drive.